Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to our Monday night Mishle class. We are beginning tonight chapter 2, Perek Bet, in this very holy book of Shlomo HaMelech, where he continues his discussion and message to those people who are seeking to acquire wisdom. And today we are going to study a few Pesukim, and a couple of them being uh, quite famous ones, ones that we've, uh, we've may have heard before in the past, and we'll expound them, learn some ideas, and hopefully walk away after tonight's shiur with um, with something tangible and practical. Shlomo HaMelech begins in Perek Bet, Pasuk Aleph. He says, Beni, my son, my child, Im tikach amarai umitzvotai titzvon itach, if you accept my words and treasure my commandments with yourself, Pasuk Bet, leakshiv lachochma oznecha, to make your ear attentive to wisdom, and incline your heart to tevuna, to understanding and discernment. For only if you call out to understanding and give forth your voice to tevuna, to discernment. One of the more famous Pesukim, Dalad and Hey, in Tevakshena Kakasef, Vechamatmonim Tachpesena. If you seek it as you seek money, and search for it as you search for hidden treasures, then Pasukei says, Az Tavin Yirat Hashem. Then you will understand the fear of God, Vedat Elohim Timsa, and you'll discover the knowledge of God. So, Beni. Back to Pasuk Aleph, Beni, my son, my child, Rashi says, the, the idea here is you will only be my child, I consider you my child, if you accept my words, if you tikachet amarai, you take my words, you accept them, here meaning the words of Torah, as we're going to see soon, umitzvotai titzbon itach, and treasure my commandments, if you make sure not to, to forget my mitzvot, According to the Vilna Gaon, the word Amarai, my words, refers to the study of the Torah, because the study of the Torah is obligatory at all times, day and night. And that's why the Pasuk uses the verb Tikach, to take, to accept, because the Torah needs to be studied constantly. But the mitzvot, however, many of the mitzvot that we have can only be performed at specific times. When a particular opportunity arises, for example, if I take some matzah now and I eat matzah, I'm not fulfilling the, the mitzvah of achilat matzah. I can only fulfill the mitzvah of, of eating matzah on the, on the night of Pesach. In fact, according to, to, to the Torah, it's only the first night of Pesach. The same thing with shaking a lulab. So therefore, regarding mitzvot, the instruction, the verb that's given to us is the verb of titzpon. Titzpon is to treasure them safeguard them until the appropriate time to fulfill them. The Sfatemet comments that one should treasure the mitzvot even after he performed them. You know, the, 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 the good deed, the action that the Jew does should leave him with a sense of devotion, a sense of attachment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, we shouldn't only just perform the commandments, but we have to cherish them, we have to treasure them and safeguard their teachings. I'm in the middle of listening to a, a series of podcasts that 
that caught my attention because the, uh, the, the, the title of the podcast is called Meaningful People. You may have received uh, WhatsApp messages or emails about Meaningful Minute. It's one minute clips of uh, inspirational speeches by rabbis and leaders around the world. So these people that created the Meaningful Minute, they created a podcast called Meaningful People. And they interview very, very uh, meaningful people, uh, Jewish people from around the world. And I, I, I enjoyed very much because I learned the background of these individuals that, that you hear them speak and what they've accomplished in their life. And um, it's interesting because every podcast, these two interviewers ask the interviewee one question towards the end. And the question is, what is your favorite mitzvah? What is your favorite mitzvah? And every person gives their own favorite mitzvah. And that is perfectly normal based on what we're saying here. Because mitzvot need to be treasured. I have a favorite mitzvah. You listening probably have a favorite mitzvah that's different to me. You know, we always ask that question when you're long. What's your favorite Jewish holiday? Right? Some people are going to say Purim. Some people are going to say Pesach. Some people are going to say Sukkot. Because you feel attached. You feel emotionally attached to it. And that's, that's what we want to do. So the, 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 these uh, people, the, the meaningful people, are, are telling the listeners, I have a favorite mitzvah, and for the, this is the reason why I have a favorite mitzvah. This is the reason why I adore this commandment more than everything else. The same message is being conveyed to us by Shlomo HaMelech over here, that the mitzvotai, titzponitach, have to be treasured, tzafun, we say tzafun in, in the Lel Pesach, one of the steps of the seder, is something that's hidden, it's a treasure, it's a way, it's something reserved. We have to look forward to it. And therefore, each person should maybe stop and think at this moment and ask yourself, what is your favorite mitzvah? Why is it your favorite mitzvah? What connects you to that commandment more than every other commandment? Maybe take upon yourself that commandment to say, ah, you know what, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to perform this mitzvah and, and I excel in the most incredible ways because this is the one I feel connected to the most. So this is the, the, the idea here behind the umitzvotai Where it comes to Torah, also, we're going to get later on the shiur, also in Belimut Torah. But Limut Torah is something that we have to do all the time. It's not something that's reserved. We look forward to Pesach. We look forward to Sukkot. We look forward to hearing the shofar. It's coming. And I, and I look forward to that moment and I cherish it. The Torah has to be constant. And therefore, it's Tikach Amarai. Le'akshiv la'chokma oznecha. To make your ear attentive to wisdom. Chokhmah refers to the knowledge one attains from a teacher simply by listening to that person. The Chachamim tell us, Make your ears like a large funnel, like a large funnel, which the, like the grain would channel through the wide spout of the funnel into the narrow, the narrow part of it. Because genuine wisdom can only be acquired through um, a good teacher, or in, back in those days, a prophet, uh, or through Torah study. A person cannot acquire chokhmah just simply by his own intellectual research. It doesn't work like that when it comes to Torah. Therefore, the, the, this pasuk is telling us is the malbim. We have to be attentive to chokhmah. We have to make your ear attentive. Lean your ears. Tateli bechala tevuna, Shlomo HaMelech says. Incline your heart to the discernment. Here, the term tevuna means lavin davar al to understand something with clarity. It's a it's a deeper level, more profound way of understanding. Um, to truly comprehend 
Chokhmah, the lessons of your teachers, you have to be tateli becha. You have to incline your heart, for it's the heart which is the source of understanding. As an educator, the number one rule that we know whether or not uh, is our, our messages penetrating our students is are they paying attention? What is their facial reaction? What's going on when when we're giving over the lesson? If they're leaning back and they're looking at their feet and they're and they're tying their shoes and they're fiddling around and you know they're not focusing, then very little is going to get through to them. But when you see when their eyes are open and their bodies are pushed forward and they're curious, they're 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 salivating for the next words that are going to come out of your mouth. You know something is working. You know that they're absorbing this knowledge like a like a sponge. There was one picture that uh, that resonates with me. I, I believe it was that of the Lubavitcher Rebbe giving a discourse to his uh, to his followers at at seven seventy in Crown Heights. And what 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 resonated with me with this picture was not so much the fact that you know every time you see a picture of uh, of Menachem Mendel Schneerson, it's 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 a great big tzaddik. But if you look and you pay attention to the people in the audience, like every single individual is just veering right at the Rebbe. They're looking at the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and they're just absorbing, they're, they're taking everything they can because every word that comes out of their mouth, out of his mouth is kadosh, is holy. It's got so much gems and minerals. Who would want to toss that away? And that's the way with many, many of the Hasidic sects in the world where when the Rebbe talks, everyone is just leaning over, everyone's just diving on top of each other to hear what the Rabbi is saying because they know this is pure Chochmah. That's what Shlomo Melech is saying over here. You have to, you have to lean over. You have to, you have to incline your heart. You got to be willing to accept it. Rabbi Yonah says that there are five steps necessary to acquire Chochmah. Number one is listening carefully to your teacher's words. Number two, concentrating your heart to and 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 by doing so, blocking out everything else. In your life. Number three, prayer, tefillah, to merit chokhmah. Number four, effort and toil in the pursuit of chokhmah, to put effort in it. And number five, love and enjoyment of chokhmah. So he says the first two steps, that of listening carefully to your teachers and concentrating your heart, he says those are discussed in this in this pasuk, in this pasuk that we just said. You need to be attentive to the words of your teachers without adding or detracting from your teachers. Actually, this, this week's parasha, Lotosifu, Velotigrau Mimenu, what the Torah gives us is exact, it's perfect. It's not one more than 613 mitzvot and not one less. Same thing, whatever your teacher tells you, you got to follow it. And it's not just more, it's not, it's not a little bit more, it's not a bit less. What you heard is perfect. And therefore, that's how you should go about you listening. And second of all, you have to turn your heart away from all the worldly pleasures. So you're able to analyze the Chochmah and to try to uh, discover all the reasons behind the mitzvot and the chokmah until you reach the level of bina, you reach the level of deducing one thing from another. For only if you call out to understanding and give forth your voice to discernment, Targum Yonatan says here the word im should be, should, should be pronounced em, M means imam, mother, explaining the phrase as follows. If you call Bina your mother, ki em la Bina tikra, 
Don't read it kiim labinak tikra if you call out to understanding, but kiem labina tikra. He says if you call bina your mother, what, what does mother have to do with bina? So Michat Shai explains that this follows the the midrash who interprets the word that Torah is called the mother of those who study it. Torah is referred to the mother of those who study it. Because just like the mother is able to provide her children with the best of everything, so too those people who follow the Torah and its ways are rewarded with the best of everything. Uh, based on this pasuk, the Gemara Masechet Brachot says that if a person sees his mother in a dream, he should expect to attain bina, should expect to uh, uh, attain this type of discernment and understanding. In fact, there was the uh, f- uh, there was a famous, the, probably one of the uh, two most famous Amoraim in the Gemara were Abaye and Rava. Abaye and Rava. Uh, you don't you won't go more than three pages in Talmud without finding Abaye and Rava's name. Abaye unfortunately lost his mother at uh, childbirth during childbirth while he was being born. His mother passed away, but. Uh, he was raised by another by another woman who I guess, many say was his maid servant, and Abaye throughout the Gemara will always quote his mother. Now, it wasn't his biological mother; it was this woman that took care of him, uh, with many many incredible teachings of health, of ethics, of midot. My mother used to say, "My mother did this." Whenever I was sick, my mother did this. The mother had a tremendous amount of bina. She was able to deduce one thing from another. On, on, for Abaye himself and for all of Kal Israel. Every person's mother has that ability to see things in the situation, what's happening, and realize what I need to do to get things done. And that's why the Chachamim tell us that the women are born with a bina yetera. Bina yetera is an extra measure of bina. It was given to the woman beyond that what was given to a man, and therefore the, there's another connection there between the mother and bina. Um, bina is is the idea of giving birth to something else, to something new, and therefore another connection to the mother. Uh, the Rambam uses uh, this logic, uh, uh, this bina yetera, as the reason why he feels that uh, women should not be learning Talmud. You probably heard this before. Many will argue women shouldn't be learning Talmud. Many do argue that they should be learning Talmud. Where does it come from that women shouldn't be learning Talmud? For the, the Gemara, it comes from this idea that women possess em la binak tikra. That women have this this um, this ability to deep to think very very deeply. Now, when it gets to the Talmud, already it's very deep. So if if you're thinking too deep, you won't be able to get past one or two one or two sentences. Um, so so therefore. We, we're, the women are encouraged not to learn Talmud. Many, many argue, people argue that today's generation is different, and therefore uh, women have the ability to, you know, to 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 get through the complex suyot of the Talmud. And there are indeed many, many women that uh, that do learn Talmud. And in fact, I read a couple of fascinating um, articles uh, just a few months ago about you know women finishing shas, women finishing uh, the, the entire dafyomi. Uh, which we celebrated this past January. So it's a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. The fact that they're able to to learn Dafyomi and good for them. But but the the idea is is a positive one. They shouldn't think that the fact that we tell them that maybe it's not good for you to learn Talmud that it's something negative. It's a good thing. Kiem la is because you have a deep level of discernment, 
And therefore, we want to be weary about the already complex uh, situations and sugyot in the Gemara, then maybe it's best that you stay away from them because you could be diving way too deep and you wouldn't be able to take care of all the many, many other needs that you have going on in your life. Um, And therefore, Rabbeinu Yonah, who we said before, says there are five levels to attaining Chochmah. We said the first two, which is listening carefully to your teachers and concentrating your heart, were mentioned in Pasuk Bet. The third, prayer to merit Chochmah, is mentioned in Pasuk Gimel. Tikra is to call out. Titen Kolecha, give forth your voice. Both are expressions of Tefillah. You need to pray in order to gain Chochmah. That is what David HaMelech insinuated in his Pasuk and Teilim. Gal Ainai Ve'abita. Unveil my eyes, he so I may perceive wonders from your Torah. This is the exact concentration that every person should have when he uh, prays his Amidah three times a day. When he says, when he arrives at the fourth Berachah, this is what he needs to be thinking. You are the Chonen Hadat, you are the one who gives over knowledge. I want some of that knowledge. I want to be able to attain that knowledge. Please allow me to keep that knowledge that, that, I, that I study. That's another merit that we have to attain. Not only am I studying, not only am I hearing a shiur at night, but I want to remember what I heard. I don't want to get to the Shabbat table five days from now and says, ah, Rabbi Kadosh, he gave a good shiur. I just, I just don't remember any of it. That's a problem, right? It's a problem for all of us. We all hear wonderful shiurim, but we just can't attain it. That's, a, that's also a level of, of chokhmah that we need to reach. Chokhmah binavadat. Uh, so that we pray for that on, uh, on during our Shmona Esrei three times a day. Uh, the Netziv, Rav Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, once told... Rav Isser Zaman Meltzer, that only on the day that he shed tears during the bracha of Ahavat Olam Ahavtanu, the Ashkenazim actually say the bracha of Ahavat Rabbah, that's how they begin the bracha, only on days that he, that he cried, that he shed tears, did he feel the wellsprings of Chochmah that were open to him. Those days were totally different than the days that he didn't shed tears. He was able to attain so much more chokhmah on those days. The Magid of Koznitz would always encourage people to study Torah after Tefillah. After they prayed, go and study for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Because now that you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chonen Adat, endow me with, with this chokhmah, then with wisdom insight, then I want to see. I want to see how strong my Tefillah was. And I want to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu give me that Chochmah. So he always encourages people to go study afterwards. In fact, in the Olam HaYeshivot, the, after Tefillah Shachrit, many, many people, they don't just run off to breakfast and eat. There are people that run off to breakfast and eat. But many people say, 10 minutes to learn something, a little Halakha, Mishnah Berurah, some, uh, some Musar, something to, to, to uh, reiterate this idea that we prayed for Chochmah and I want to put it to good, I want to put it to good use. Like I said at the beginning, Pasuk Dalit and Hay are arguably one of the more famous Pesukim in this entire book. In reference to wisdom, Shlomo HaMelech writes, If you seek it as you seek money, and search for it like hidden treasures. According to Rabbi Yonah, this is the fourth prerequisite to attain Chokhmah. Just like a person works hard 
to earn money, so too a person has to put in the necessary effort and toil in the pursuit of Chochmah. Our uh, Chachamim emphasizes this point in the Perkei Avot when Rabbi Neorai advises Heve Golel Limkom Torah. A person should exile himself to a place where Torah can be found. And Rish Lakish warns us that if an individual doesn't pursue the words of Torah, they will not come to him. And the comparison of Torah to money teaches us how necessary a person has to guard one's Torah knowledge. Just like we do everything we can to safeguard our money and our wealth and our gems, so too we have to take care lest we lose our Torah and forget our Torah. Chokhmah is hard to acquire just like gold and silver, but at the same time it is equally as fragile as glass. Uh, Elaborating on this metaphor, the Chafez Chaim gives several examples to show us how a person's attitude towards earning money should carry over in his pursuit of uh, Torah knowledge. One, he says that Earning when a person earns his parnasa, when a person earns his livelihood, a person isn't deterred by anything. He's not deterred by cold, snow, thunderstorms, hot heat, late hours. He knows that there's going to require sacrifice. He knows that there's a lot of things demanded for him uh, uh, in order to provide his family with 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 sustenance, with parnasa, food on the table, uh, roof over the head. It's needed. How much more so than do we need to toil and sacrifice in order to provide for our spiritual needs? And therefore, our approach to Torah mitzvot need to reflect that attitude as well. As well, just like we strive always to improve our financial status, I'm not happy just being uh, the gopher in the in the business. I want to uh, rise up the ranks, uh, and who knows, maybe one day reach the CEO or the president of the company. So too, the Chafetz Chaim says, we should never be complacent and just happy with the spiritual level that we're at. We have to treat it like money and seek more and uh, try to advance in our Torah knowledge and our fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Chachamim tell us, Ohev kesef, lo isba kesef. A person who loves money will never be satisfied with money. And therefore, Rashi says, the same thing applies with Torah mitzvot. You love you, you, you love mitzvot, you'll never be satisfied with, with just one. You're going to want two, you're going to want more. If you have two, you want four. You want four, you want, you want eight. Then the Chafetz Chaim says, a person who earns his living as a storekeeper knows that he won't realize a large profit from every customer. It just doesn't always happen that way. And, but at the same time, even though this person may only buy a, a, a candy bar, but I'm still going to greet him with a smile. I'm still going to greet him with um, uh, cheerfully when he enters my store um, because this is my business. This is what I got to treat people. And I'm ready to travel and do whatever I can to earn that livelihood. And, and even if it will uh, bring, mean that I'll suffer some disgrace or a little embarrassment, that's okay because in the end, my venture, my business will yield a profit. The same needs to happen with regards to our spiritual matters. If a person finds himself that performing a certain mitzvah is difficult for him, and it's and he seems to suffer a loss, and it's 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 affecting it's affecting him, um, you know, for whatever reason, then you got to push harder. You got to push harder for your spiritual pursuits, and therefore you shouldn't be deterred. Financial success is highly 
unpredictable, says the Chafetz Chaim. But when a person strives to acquire Torah knowledge, his efforts are guaranteed. And he knows that Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring him everlasting uh, everlasting rewards. And search for it like you search hidden treasures. This is Rabbeinu Yonah's fifth prerequisite for Chochmah. That a person must uh, enjoy the quest for Torah. You have to seek it. You have to enjoy digging for that treasure, knowing that it will yield him instant wealth. He would pursue it eagerly, knowing that that fortune awaits for him. Sas anochi alimnatecha kemotze shalal rav, David HaMelech says in Teilim Kufyutet. I rejoice over your word like one who finds abundant spoils. This is what this means. The success in Torah study is totally related and correlated to a person's desire and eagerness to attain it. Again, the Hafez Chaim gives a metaphor, a mashal, of a rich man who was about to die. So he calls all of his children to his bedside and reveals to him that he has 20,000 rubles at the foot of a certain mountain in 10 sacks of 2,000 coins each. And after giving his sons the exact details of the location, uh, he beseeched them to retrieve the money after his death and divide it among themselves as, uh, as inheritance. So when the father died, all the sons went to the foot of the mountain to begin, and they began their search. They searched for several hours. They found nothing. They began to depressed. Where we're gonna? Where is this money? Where is it going to be? But they still continued to search. And after a while, they found the fortune that was buried there. But after much toil, they only found nine out of the ten sacks. Nine out of the ten. Despite the riches that they have now acquired, nine out of the ten sacks, 18,000 rubles, they certainly had to continue the search. How could you just leave 2,000 rubles? You know it's there. So why don't you go and get it? Why don't you keep on looking? Why don't you keep on searching? Only a fool, says the Chafetz Chaim, would walk away and leave the rest of the fortune buried in the earth. And therefore, the same thing needs to apply the Nimshal to our spiritual matters. Every Jew needs to know that he has a portion in Torah, that the Torah was given to him on Har Sinai to each and every single Jew. And therefore, it is your job to go get your portion that is reserved for you. And he needs to expend that effort in order to retrieve that treasure. That's why the Gemara Masechet Megillah says, Im yomar lecha adam, yagati velo matzati al tamin. If someone says to you, I tried, I toiled, I put in the effort, but I didn't find it, al tamin. Don't believe him. It's impossible. Because each person's portion of Torah is already here and present in his world, in this world. And if he didn't find it yet, it's because he, it can only be attributed to his lack of effort. Even when he spends time, the appropriate time uh, in his pursuit of the Torah, you would be foolish not to find additional time to make sure to uncover the uh, endless wealth that is waiting for you. And when a person does this, and a person does this, then you know that he has reached his portion and he's attained his portion. That's why every morning when we recite the Birkota Torah, the Lashon that we use is Veha'arevna. Veha'arevna means, please Hashem, sweeten the words of Torah. Please sweeten Veha'arev. Because that only applies to the words of the Torah. You can fulfill the mitzvah of lulav without enjoyment. 
You can fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. I don't have to like matzah. But if I eat it, if I eat a kazait, I fulfill the mitzvah, even if I don't enjoy it. But the Torah, the, cho- the chokhmah of the Torah, the wisdom of the Torah is unattainable if you don't enjoy it. And love of learning is an integral part of the commandment to study Torah. It's amazing that I mentioned that podcast at the beginning of the uh, of the shiur. And uh, believe it or not, of the many, many people that they interviewed, and when they asked them that question, which is your favorite mitzvah? I believe 60% of them said limu Torah. 60% of them said learning Torah. To them, that was their favorite. That was, they had a tremendous love towards it. When a person is able to seek Torah like silver, like money, like precious stones, then Shlomo Amelach tells us in Pasuk, hey, Az tavin yirat Hashem vedat Elohim timsa. Then you will understand the fear of Hashem and discover the knowledge of God. We've quoted this Pasuk when we were studying our Mesilat Yisharim on Shabbat afternoons. Um, which we hope one day to get back to soon, where Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato stressing the necessity to toil in order to acquire the fear of Hashem, he quotes these two psukim, Pasuk Dalit and Hey, and he points out that Shlomo Melech says that seeking and searching will help will 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 help him acquire Yirat Hashem. It will not help him acquire philosophy. It will not help him acquire medicine or laws. It will bring him to the understanding of fear of God. Unless a person invests much effort, he can't succeed in his quest of true Yirat Hashem. Rabbeinu Yonah says that this pasuk comes directly after the enumeration of those five steps in pasuk Bet to Dalid and speaks of the benefits that come from um, that accomplishment. Uh, in, in, you know, in other fields of study, mathematics, science, physics, or whatnot, the primary benefit is attained in honor and probably intellectual accomplishment. Chokhmah is different. Chokhmah yields Yirat Hashem. It yields fear of God. That is the primary benefit. Achachamim tell us, En la kadosh baruchu be'olamo, ela Yirat Hashem bilvad. That all that a kadosh baruchu has in his world is the fear of God. That's what's written. That's what's written in Masechet Shabbat, Lamed Aleph Amud Bet. And therefore, this this tells us what a person needs to look out for, what he will reach, what is waiting for him. We learned in Perak Aleph Pasuk Zayin, we stated that the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. That's how we almost started this sefer. And the Mishnah in Perkei Avot reiterates this point: Im en Yiram en Chokmah. If there is no fear of God, then there is no Chokmah. Since since chokhmah, since the chokhmah the Torah is so integral to man's uh, uh, nature and his and his the way of his life, it can't be just proven by rational means. It ha- only by fear of God can a person be able to accept it and uh, and absorb it. Interesting um, that Rav Tversky in his Sefer on Perkei Avot, he says you know that there's a kind of wisdom where among people who don't fear God. It's like the wisdom that the Meiri said, you know, talked about in 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 Mishlei uh, that, that we quoted er, er, early in the Sefer. That wisdom without Musar, Chokhmah without Musar, is like a, a a tent without stakes. He says, of what, of what use is a tent if it's not tethered to the ground? If it's not pegged to the ground, it can't provide any shelter. So therefore, there are, there there is a type of wisdom that is not connected to to Yirat Hashem, 
And he, he goes on to explain, Rav Tversky, that there is a human intelligence that is not synonymous with wisdom. Um, you know, the, the human mind has uh, is been able over the generations to unlock tremendous powers within the um, within biology, the, uh, within the atom, for example, a power which can be which can create a tremendous force of energy, which can destroy an entire population within seconds. We live in a constant fear of a a, a nuclear holocaust. Who has nuclear weapons? Who doesn't? Have? How many wars were started just in the last twenty years because of this? How many people had to die because of the worry that we have of maybe someone possessing a nuclear weapon? The miracle of electronics has given us uh, uh, access to uh, instantaneous um, uh, information and storage and, you know, television and internet at the, at the tips of our fingers. It's right here. It's waiting for us. But it's also danger. How much danger is, involved, is found in the television? How much danger is found in the social media, in the streaming movies, in the Hollywood movies, in the theaters? Right? So there is an intelligence that is not really associated with the Chokhmah because it's not God fearing. It's not connected. There's no Yirat Hashem aspect to it. True wisdom can only be those that have a fear of God connected to it, where the fear of God will channel that Chokhmah, that intelligence constructively in order to enable that individual to reach full potential. Full potential to be the spiritual being that he was designed to be. If the Torah's wisdom is is uh, which is not, or, or sorry, let me rephrase that. If Torah wisdom is not uh, preceded by Yirat Hashem, then Chas Shalom it can even be destructive. A person has to have Yirat Hashem. How much more so secular knowledge? How can it be destructive if a person doesn't live with the fear of God? You know, same thing we have with Derech Eretz as well, which also. Is, is mentioned in that same Mishnah. Derech Eretz also is compared to Yirah, a small child who is punished for running into the middle of the street. Uh, and, and, and he avoids doing it because I'm afraid my father or my mom is going to give me a, a little uh, slap on the, t- on the tushi. That's why he's, he's worried of, of running in the street. But as he matures and he understands that the danger of wandering into oncoming traffic is life or death, then he's no longer deterred by fear of punishment. It's no longer just a yirat onish, but rather it's a fear of being injured. So this is also true yiram. When, when we are spiritually immature, when we are on low levels of spirituality, says Rabbi Tversky, we are deterred from doing wrong only because of fear of punishment. I fear what God is going to do if I actually steal or if I speak, or Lashonara, if I speak ill about this individual. But as we grow spiritually, as we mature and we strengthen our bonds to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we understand that God instructed us on how we must behave. Not for His benefit, but that we should not injure ourselves, both physically and also spiritually. And the, the, therefore the initial Yir'ah enables us to channel the Chokhmah properly. And then we arrive at the mature concept of, of Yir'ah. Concurrently, however, that same Mishnah says, "Im en en Right? If there's no chokhmah, then there's no fear of God. The only way a person can understand how great Hakadosh Baruch Hu is and thereby learn to fear Him is through the study of Torah. It's through the study of Torah 
by attaining the Chokhmah, which reveals all those infinite powers of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Master of Universe. Through the pursuit of Chokhmah, of wisdom, a person will come to understand Tavin, the fear of Hashem. That's why the Pasuk says, Az Tavin Yirat Hashem. Then you will understand the fear of God. And the fear of God will lead him to greater levels of Chokhmah. Once you get to Yirat Hashem, then it's Da'at Elohim Timsa. You will reach the knowledge of God, Kibiyachol. We don't really know the knowledge of, uh, of God, but it's like, it's, it's an extremely high level, the esoteric levels of spiritual knowledge. Ma'aseh Bereshit. How do how Hakadosh Baruch Hu formed the world? Ma'aseh Merkava, the process of the heavenly chariot and this different, the different the Sfirot, all those deep deep things that many people don't even think of touching. This can be reached. It starts with seeking the wisdom and then attaining Yirat Hashem and then Da'at Elokim. Therefore, wisdom and fear of God they work in tandem. Each one propels the person to greater levels of the other. Those are the words of the Malbim. And even after much toil and effort, success in attaining Da'at Elohim, it's still all dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will. It's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted you to attain that Chokhmah. Uh, your efforts are necessary. You have to do the Hishtadlut. But ultimately, success is a heavenly gift. It's a discovery. And only if God wills it, you will gain that knowledge. The verse of Zaman Melcher, who we mentioned before, stressed this point. And he said that if a person finds something on the street that was hefker, that was ownerless, and he says, and he takes the object in his hand and now it belongs to him, he would not be foolish to say, I deserved this fine. What do you mean you deserved this fine? God wanted you to find that fine. You didn't do anything to deserve it. You were just walking on the sidewalk and you came across this, this object and now it's yours. So too. A person who invested toil and effort in his Torah study and succeeded in deriving, and succeeded in attaining um, the uh, original Torah's uh, thoughts and ideas from his studies, he should realize that this is a gift from Akados Baruch Hu, and that only, which far surpasses any amount of human effort involved in attaining it. And just like many times, like I said, we listen to Shi'urim, we go online, we hear people in person, and you can't remember it even 30 minutes later. You ask yourself, why can't I remember it? Because you don't realize that acquiring Torah is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why we have to pray for it. That's why the Brachav Chonena Da'at is the first blessing of the middle 13. It has to be. Because without understanding, without the Chokhmah, without praying to God, and, and saying, I need the wisdom, I need to keep what I'm learning, and I need to reach the level of Chokhmah, Binah, and Da'at, without prayer for that, then I'm just going to forget it. And if, I, and if I don't have that, I can't reach Yirat Hashem. If I can't reach Yirat Hashem, then what do I have? Then what I have? And that's why seeking it is so, so, so important. Uh, uh, the five steps of Rabbeinu Yonah, listening carefully to your teacher's words, that's where it starts. You got to be willing to do it. You got to come onto the shiur at night and listen to what's happening. You got to be willing. Then you got to concentrate your heart. I put on the shiur and I'm listening to what the rabbi is telling me. I'm not uh, playing on my phone and, and, and trying to find deals on Amazon. No, that's not the point. Step two is you got to concentrate your heart. Number three, like we said, you got to pray for it. 
You got to ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu to endow that, to endow that toward you, on you, and shower the, the blessing upon you. Then it involves effort and toil. Now that He's given you the opportunity, you got to work for it. It doesn't come easy. And then once you do so, you have to love and enjoy it. Because if you don't love and enjoy it, it's something that will not uh, be maintained. It's something that will unfortunately be lost. Those are the five steps. This is what we need to do day in and day out. If you seek it like money and search for it like hidden treasures, we all love our money. We all want it. We all want to increase our money. And we gave all those examples of the Chavetz Chaim. If we keep on thinking of Torah as something valuable like gold and silver, then we will do whatever we need to do to go out and get it. And when we do so, the next levels of Yirat Hashem will be attained. I invite you to join me next week, Bezrat Hashem, as we continue the study of the book of Mishle. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Be well.